Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. When, boys, I was just thinking, I was looking at you guys, and we're, we're on. We're recording over Zoom. Um, we've got mics with, you know, mic arms, and we're recording remotely, and we're looking at each other's faces, 
and I'm sounding pretty much like a boomer right now, but do you remember when we first started recording the podcast? It was in this pub. T, you wasn't around. You came around about a month later, but yeah. But um, we were in this pub, and there was eight of us, I think, Rick. you remember it? Huddled around this little microphone in the middle of a table. Yeah. And now, look, now look at us. Do you remember? Do you remember when we was the part? That, oh man, if you go back to the first episode, if anyone can even find it, I don't. Even, I wouldn't even know how to listen to it right now because it was twelve years ago, and thousands of thousands of episodes. Well, not thousands. I'd say maybe eight hundred, nine hundred episodes later, which is mad. <laughs> nine hundred episodes later, and millions of downloads. Millions, Ricky. <laughs> Since we were in that pub in Crowd Change. Do you remember the name of the pub? Alexandra, weren't it? We're in that yeah, pub yeah, and we're yeah. sitting we're sitting around that mic. My brother was on his laptop recording us and we were just sitting there not know, quite knowing what to do. I was shit in my pants. And then um and then we were saying like where why are we why are we using the names we use, like Flavor is my nickname and Spooky because fuck knows why he's called Spooky and <laughs> Jack who was involved right at the beginning oh, I'm to trunk. And then she went to you, Rick, and you went, what's your nickname? Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> I also remember during the first edits, because we were recording in the pub, the pub was playing background music. Yeah. So when you were cutting, or when we were cutting to conversations, you'd hear one song and then it would cut to someone else and it'd be a totally different song. Rick, <laughs> <laughs> Rick we would cut out, me and Alex, my little brother Alex, we would sit, when we first, first I'd say the first six or seven episodes, We'd sit down and cut, take out every um out of the conversation. Anytime someone went, uh, well, mm, like that, we'd edit it out. We'd sit through it. It'd take fucking ages. Afterwards, I said, Alex, I don't, if this is what's going to stop us from being successful, I could give a fuck. I'm not doing this. I'm not sitting here with you for three hours every week cutting out erms from a conversation. But anyway, somehow we got to where we are right now, which is just three heterosexual blokes about to talk about football. Lovely. I mean, it wouldn't Beautiful. matter either way. I mean, I'm just saying, it doesn't matter if it's heterosexual or not. I probably shouldn't have mentioned it. It doesn't, <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> on the podcast this week, on the podcast this week, actually, this is the first time in, in, in season 12, and it's only been two episodes, that we're joined by the wonderful Richard and Felonious Filth. How are you doing, boys? Yeah, my Good name's evening. Ricky. Good. Your name isn't Ricky. No one's called Ricky. You're called Richard and then no, you, this you always used to say this back in the day. You hate it. My name is Ricky. <laughs> it's not a fucking passport. Is it's it? it's someone's birth certificate. Yeah, <laughs> there is no shortened down. It is Ricky. And you're like, are you sure it's not Richard? I'm like, I fucking know my name. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I know re- my I re- name. I remember as well. You were uh, set up. My, well, back in the day, you set up my computer. Yeah. And uh, you you ran all the software and did everything. I was like, oh, lovely, nice one, mate. And every time when I logged into my computer, everything was called Richard or Richard the <laughs> Third. And every day I was reminded, and I couldn't change it, of just you calling me Richard. I said, you fucking bastard. You hate it. There's a few more as well, but we won't go into it because it's <laughs> potentially, potentially problematic. Anyway, um, nothing too problematic. It's not like out. Like, forget it. Um, so lots coming up on this issue uh, episode. Rather, uh, predictions for the season, the Roma game, Conte's comments on the squad, and more importantly, his future, which uh, is going to be very exciting. Because if you believe, if he's being true to what he says, 
this could be long term. Anyway, we're going to talk about it. And we're all, of course, we're going to be answering questions. But before that, there's this. Um, Ricky, you like a good masturbation, don't you? Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> There's no shame in mentioning that, is there, Ricky? <laughs> no, everyone does it. Everyone <laughs> does do it. Although they probably don't discuss it while on a podcast being uh, listened to by thousands of people. But yes, we do. Tens that's, of thousands. That's fine. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. Yeah, we all like it. I mean, you like it. We, we, we all like it. It's not, it's not a problem. We're not all, way, we're not all completely naked when we do it. <laughs> Like you are, Rick. Like the, I remember the time you told me the story about where uh, where you 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 was on your bed and you just used your shoulders to hang off the edge of your bed and arch your body, <laughs> arch your body, <laughs> arch your body round so your feet were flat on the floor and it was just a naked Ricky with his thing jutting up into the air. That's not true, but um, I, I've probably tried that at one point. In my uh, uh, horny teens or something. We we get to a point in um, of our age where we have to up the ante and, and, and the things that we're watching in order to get to the point where we can get our release. I think that's fair to say. The sites we use, though, are rife with hackers and people trying to get your information. So if you use NordVPN, they've got military-grade security. Like This is the kind of security that would stop Russia from getting into your computer. So if it can stop Russia... They can definitely stop hackers when you're using. That's quite. That's quite useful because you know if you get those pop-ups and you know you're trying to click away from the screen and someone walks in your room and you click on one of those um, I don't know horny females in Greenford, and then, you know, your computer gets hacked. <laughs> that could, that can that can fuck your shit up. So yeah, no, this, this shit's important. Use no VPN, uh, but probably more pertinent to most of the people. Actually, not all of them do it as well. But most of the people listen to this. Um, you know, Spurs are playing at three p.m. on Saturday. And we're not on telly, and you can use NordVPN to access any channel across the world. Obviously, you need to subscribe to that particular package, but none of it's geo-locked. It won't stop you because you're in the UK from watching a 3 p.m. game that is broadcast in America. And, and, and there is a certain irony here, boys, and I'm, and I'm somewhat frustrated that you know you, you're, you're a fan f- and you know, broadcasts in England because of restrictions and laws that exist that, that, that cannot be moved about and shifted, that 3pm games aren't seen. But anybody else in the world, they can see them. I don't know, is that, do you find that frustrating, Ricky, that, you know, the Premier League is an, is a, an English, um, you know, product. It's, a, it's, our, it's the game that is played in our country. But everywhere else in the world can watch the 3pm games and we can't. Does that bother you at all? Yeah, of course it does. Like, why? I don't understand why I... Like, is it like a is it a, is it a match of the day hoarding? Like, what, no, what, no, why it's... can I not? Why can I not watch it? <laughs> I just want to watch it. Um, I, I, the, the times have changed significantly, but it was, it was fundamentally about um, protecting the local games and local clubs. So, if if you know, before things were broadcast and football was so popular, they thought that if you were broadcasting three pm well any football back then, and you know, Man United were playing, that kids. Would be and, and and adults would be less inclined to go to visit their or watch their local football team, and therefore, you know, to den, den, deny them the lifeblood of, of their club because there was a time where the match day going fan was the lifeblood of these football clubs, and they would, um, yeah, they, they were they were worried that people wouldn't turn up that they'd rather watch Man United or Tottenham on the telly than going to watch Burnley or wherever, whoever it might have been, so it was a way of safeguarding 
you know, the football and the local clubs back then, but things have changed so much. You can watch it anyways. It's stupid because you can stream, you can use NordVPN to watch these games. It's the times changed now so that, you know, that what what was a pretty noble and honest way to go about things to prevent sort of the, the um, commercialization of the game, the ship has soured. So I think we have to get to a point where we, we move forward. Um, and anyway, I mean, it, it remains that the 3pm blackout is consistent and it, is, it exists. And um, while it's probably time it was lifted, it hasn't been. And this season and, 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 and many that, that, that will follow means that, you, that, that fans in England won't be able to watch 3pm games. But you can use NordVPN to access you know, standard broadcasts from other countries. And, I mean, um, I, I think the COVID situation when we was all at home anyway, I don't think it made much of a dent. You know, obviously there are clubs going to the wall anyway, but the biggest clubs in the country are still, you know, still supported by almost everyone anyway. You've got Man United shirts probably in every major city in this country, even in even the little villages. So get rid of that rule, didn't it? There, there was a kid. There was a kid in a, a Man City, Man City full kit. I'm seeing more it, of those. It, in the vises where I live, I want to kick him in his head. I'll be honest. You got a front your sons, people. Or a front kicked him because he, who's t- who's bringing that kid up? Who's bringing, who's telling him what's right and wrong? Um, but yeah, I mean, there's gonna be more of that. Um, but you know, the fact is, you just got to go with the times, and you can do it. So yeah, like I say, use NordVPN to access broadcasts from other parts of the world, and you can watch your three pm football without having to worry about streams buffering and all that kind of stuff. On a separate uh, note as well, um, funnily, um, I was on Instagram yesterday, saw a video I liked, clicked the link, um, and it was about a documentary that's been made. And I was like, yes, I want to watch a bit of this documentary. Um, and I clicked on it, and it said Amazon are available on Amazon Prime. I was like, yes, please. Clicked on it, only available in the States. BPM well annoyed. Then I, went to, then, I, then I went to um, another site as well and it said only available in america can i use this to watch that documentary yeah of course you can mate of course of course yes absolutely there's no there is no it, it opens up the internet the world's internet to you and uh, that's cost of a cup of coffee every single month and Ring. um yeah so yeah if you want to join up um you can grab your exclusive nordvpn deal by going to nordvpn.com forward slash the fighting cock you get a huge discount off your NordVPN plan, plus one additional month free. It's completely risk-free, and you get a 30-day ma- uh, money-back guarantee. Also, obviously, look what, we're in the middle of a cost-of-living crisis, and, we know, crisis, and you know how much, how expensive streaming services are. You can, you can access, you can go to different parts of the world through your NordVPN and pick up the prices that people in Argentina pay, pay or people in Vietnam pay, and save money doing that basically like go to, like ne- you know netflix is 11 pound a month why not pay one pound a month in a different part of the world you do that through nordvpn very easy it's going to save you loads of money imagine if you actually took all of your different streaming accounts and different things that you you use and use nordvpn <laughs> to go uh to argentina say and pay you know what 10 percent of the cost you pay currently you'd be saving huge amounts of money anyway let's get on to the football um uh, what are your thoughts overall on the roma game rick um, I thought it was um, it was a good run out for the lads. I think the 
it looked fucking hot, didn't it? It looked well hot. Yeah, um, uh, a, a lot of the players, their, their tops looked absolutely soaked. Um, so it was a real good run out, good test against the Roma side that... Um, you know how Mourinho plays, and he plays kind of the low block, men behind the ball, breaking quickly, and you know Tottenham in the past have come across teams like that and we found it very hard to break them down. So it's good to kind of um, reintroduce that style of football that we're going to be up against and to see as a test how creative we are, how we progress the ball forward, what, what we what we do in certain situations. Um, and the intensity as well, it wasn't just a run-of-the-mill friendly. I think, obviously, again, Mourinho's team, bit more, bit of needle to it as well. So I think all our all our friendlies have been really good. But I have to say, I know it's a friendly. Disappointed we lost. Always disappointed we lost. I'm I'm always disappointed. But I mean, like I said, it was uh, for uh, fitness reasons and playing in that uh, that intensity and, and that heat. It was good. Hopefully, it's not too fucking sapping for our players. But um, I mean, in terms of cardio, it's perfect. I mean, it would have been a massive drain in their system. So it's been a, it's a week to the next game. I think if anything, that improves their their their, their levels going into it. Yeah, it's good to see a couple of the uh, players give more uh, minutes under their belt as well. Um, but overall, yeah, I I, I can't really. There wasn't anything where I'm um, like that has particularly stood out for me in the game. What What about you, T? Anything? I mean, we're not going to dig into the like the nuances of the, of the game because it's it's pointless, really. But um, any, any takeaways from from what you saw? Um, no, not a great deal. I mean, Ricky covered it a lot. Um, Mourinho's team once once they go ahead, they're very difficult to break down. Um, you know, we might discuss um, James Madison, us maybe being in for him. Something like that might have been nice to kind of unlock um, Roma a little bit, but I think it's just a case of getting everyone minutes under their belt. Um, didn't understand why Spence didn't get a run out. I think he's one of the few players who didn't last um, last Saturday. But um, I just wanted preseason out of the way. I don't take much interest in it. I don't really watch the games and take take them take them in as such. We we got through it. Um, no one else got injured. Touch wood, and we move on to Southampton on Saturday. As fans, we've been burnt by pre-seasons. We, we, we've learnt that it means nothing. <laughs> you know, we knew... I know what game you're going to refer to, Flav. Be the Same opposition. <laughs> yeah, it'd be the five, beating Roma 5-0, and, and you know what happened after that. And not to say that... I was that, so hyped. Oh, man, we all were. And, and that was why that... I, I've got to say, that, that period was the lowest I've ever felt. Do you remember, Rick, I mean, we've told this story loads of times, Rick, but when Hull beat us... Who was the guy who took the free kicks? Scored against Giovanni. Arsenal, but Giovanni. Yeah, Giovanni. Yeah, we made a pact to to you know do something stupid if <laughs> if Hull beat us at home, and they did. Um, it was just terrible. It was just the worst worst time. Um, I think we drew at Wigan at home. We lost the we drew it Borough away. No, lost the Borough away. I mean, it was it was it was terrible, and that was off the back of such an exciting, optimistic Spurs. Like we got one day Ramos. Look at the way Sevilla played uh, played Spurs off the park. And then it came to Tottenham, and then we somehow infected him with our shitness. And um, yeah, we were we were pants. To be fair, he hasn't done much since then. But yeah, it's I, preseason is preseason. 
practice. What is it? The the was it Iverson said, "Practice is practice." Team, is I think that's him. Yeah, yeah. Just practice. the NBA there's guy. A, there's difference. There's a difference between the Premier League and then um, than the, the actual season, the actual football. Oh yeah, than the preseason. And and Arsenal fans are getting so hyped, like winning the league type hyped. I think when when it all kicks into gear, that they may have to reserve their optimism somewhat. You know, you know, at the start of every season, they're they're top of the league because they're alphabetically top, right? Right. They're probably going to be screaming, "Stop the count!" like Trump did, because that's the only time they're going to be top of the league, mate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, no, I, I feel like there's zero chance. But, I don't um, think they start top this season. AFC, do they? AFC Bournemouth. Bournemouth. Yeah. Well, they take second. AFC Bournemouth. Oh, okay. Yeah. Indeed. I see you. I did um, wonder why Bournemouth are top when I saw my screenshot of the league table. As um, as you brought it up, Flav, I do want to uh, I do want to uh, chat about their uh, not about their result. Uh, their obviously optimism. Um, I had a, I had a goon to make round at the weekend. Um, as the game was being played and he, he said, oh, how, you know, Arsenal playing a Seville, I'll check on the score. And it's like four nil after 20 minutes. I was like, yeah. fuck's sake. <laughs> um, and he's like, yeah, you know, Arsenal Spurs, definitely third, fourth place that, you know, one of us will be a sneaky surprise that, you know, could potentially win the league. And I'm like, We're- are you like, are you like, yes, us, you not really, um, and it's just you, you... Spurs are not a sneaky surprise. You're one of the best managers in, in in world football, and a squad that is legitimately, you know, good. We're not a it... sneaky surprise. Arsenal will be a sneaky surprise, despite spending two hundred and fucking thirty million pounds more than they've recouped in two two transfer windows, three transfer windows. It's madness what, what what's going on at Arsenal. If they if they don't challenge for the league based on what they've spent. Because they can't sustain that if they if they don't challenge for the league. Because Arsenal fans, I think Ricky, I pre- appreciate. I've just jumped all over you, what you were about to say, but <laughs> sorry, and, and we'll, we'll come back to it. But Arsenal fans believe that um, that that I think this is what Arsenal are now, where they just keep spending and spending and spending. They, they, they've behaved in a similar way that Man City and Chelsea did previously, where they were able to spend. Two hundred million pound in a in a calendar year, without recouping anything, and think that's going to be normal. It cannot be normal because the the restrictions on spending exist, and they are they are significant. Look at what Everton are doing. Everton can't buy players right now. It's impossible for them to buy players because they're so close to that Premier League rule. If Arsenal didn't get Arsenal didn't get into the Champions League, which gives them such a difficult task going forward, they've basically punt punted loads of money into Arteta and 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 Arsenal. If it doesn't work this season, and, I'm, and I think they'll have a better season than they did last season, but if it doesn't work, they they they're going to they are going to struggle. They 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 have they'll have to start balancing the books at some point. Sorry Rick, what was you going to say? Um I can't remember now. Sorry. Uh, I think it it was it was basically um you know, him come round gloating of how well the how well they're doing and it kind of uh made me think that when um against uh Rangers in the first half we were we had a starting 11 that res- that resembled our starting 11 from last season yeah same against Roma as well and and now we've lost to uh, against Roma 
and they've had that resounding victory. It has made me think like, have we changed? We've we've made six signings, and like throughout this fucking preseason, I'm like, sign six players doesn't matter that uh, no one goes straight into the first team. Five substitutions now. We're in four competitions. We we need that squad depth. And when someone comes in, it can't be a kid anymore. It's got to be someone with experience. Um, but it did make me think that we haven't really ch- changed the starting eleven a lot from um, from last season. But again, it's who who's gonna the, the players that we have bought. I think. Maybe in the middle of the season or even the first quarter, you probably will see Basuma starting instead of Hoybier, or you probably or will see uh, Perisic instead of Sess. Or yeah, you I, will. I never know how but, to pronounce his name. Longley, Longley, Longley. Longley instead let's, of Ben. We had, we had a question in the in, um, you know we were going to do in the um, you know, to the end of the, towards the end of the podcast, but. Um, Sam R says, uh, did the early activity in the transfer window compared to, with the relatively quiet recent period of inactivity trigger the, this utter bollocks about us having an underwhelming summer of trading? Or is there something in it, T? Well, Mickey keeps stealing my points. But um, <laughs> now, um, I think the squad has been massively improved. Starting 11, maybe not so much, but... You'd look at, I'm not going to go forward, I'm going to forget someone, knowing me, but um, Richarlison is considerably better than Bergvine, for example, in terms of being suited for the Premier yes. League. Yes. Um, Longley is better than Rodon. Um, Pesuma is better than Winks, and so on and so on. So Forster is better than Galini. Yeah, so, you know, normally, you know, you guys know that when the, when the lineup is announced, there's normally someone I hate in the, in the 18 or the 20, whatever it is now. That name ain't going to be there now because um, there's better players there. You know, Harry Winks ain't going to darken our squad again. So I'm not going to be angry anymore. But what, um, what about what about if Lucas Moura plays right wing back? Oh, you know what, man? I don't know if we were asked about that, but that well, can't happen. That 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 just can't happen. I mean, um, no, Conte absolutely likes not. Conte but likes um, but to be fair, um, Conte likes him, and I can see why Conte likes him because he. I'm not going to say he follows instruction. He's a bit of a headless chicken, but he doesn't complain. He keeps his head down and works very hard. But I feel that this transfer window has shown that if we can get... I mean, I keep thinking the window shuts before the Southampton game, but it doesn't, does it? It shuts at August 31st. So we've got plenty yeah, of time to to get rid of players. I think we probably still need maybe two or three, but well, overall... Think... So we're gone. Well, I'm just saying that it would be it, the, the final piece of this transfer window seems to be an attacking midfielder or someone that can uh, unlock a defence. And Madison's been linked previously, but Zanulo is it Zanulo? Zaniolo. Zaniolo is the one that's been like it's been talked about significantly over the last two weeks. So we're yeah. looking looking for that. I mean, if you have one more that does it, and and I in my head I can't see where he fits in or when he's going to play or how often he's going to play, but. If it's an option and Spurs are going to get him on loan for a year with an option to buy, then um, it's a fucking outstanding window. I feel that um, the World Cup is going to make this a very, very strange season, much like the COVID season is very strange. There were no fans. Yeah. I think there's going to be some very, going to be a lot of anomalies. That's probably why Arsenal fans are optimistic because 
I feel that the World Cup is going to really shaft this season, and I think that it's going to be a, a couple of um, freak results in there. But I feel that we've kind of um, prepared for that with buying all these players and improving our squad overall. But it would be nice to have a couple of players who we know are going to start. The players have bought so far, I think maybe Basuma's probably one who I think, well, Basuma's had COVID, so once he's over the, the effects of that, you would think he'd start. I don't think the rest of the players that we've bought Perisic are necessarily going to walk straight in. Perisic starts. He's in, well, Perisic and Doherty, you mentioned in, 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 sorry, in the running order, not to spoil, but Perisic and Doherty are coming off long-term injuries and they're still kind of playing their way back from back to full fitness. And obviously when they're fully fit, you would think Perisic would maybe be the leader. But for now, the place is Sessegnon's and um, well, probably Con- Royale. Conte mentioned that, didn't he, in, in his... Yeah. Uh, and it's post match saying about that. I, I can't. I, I read it this morning. Um, so I, it's like paraphrasing, but it was something like um, how Perisic is playing and and training is not the Perisic that he knows. Yeah, I've got it and here. Think, it says, it's, oh, so on, Conte said that Perisic needs to work hard because he's not the player he knew at Inter, but he said he was happy that he has taken a healthy amount of time to recover from the injury he had. But okay. he knows that Perisic is going to be better than what what he's seen. Rick, sorry, Karen. do you think? Do you think it's a little, that little bit of um, subtle? You know, um, yeah, but you get li- gamesmanship, li- li- apology. But... Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Saying oh, I was be- better than uh, like obviously I-, I knew him how he played, and, and I'm thankful that he's had that he's had that extended break for his injury. As to say, you've had a nice rest. Fucking pull your sucks up, lad. Let's get going. I think the part of that, yeah, but but I, I, it's also I think he's saying that this is we've what you're seeing isn't Perisic. He, he needs to work more. He's going to work more, and and you know he's probably protecting the player somewhat. But he's also there's a psychological element to it where he's saying Perisic, you need to make sure you're ready, and it's fine. It's not. It's, it's there's no issue there. I don't think, Rick. No, and then and Doherty as well. He was saying that um, I think he like said that he struggled at the at the beginning. Oh, obviously, well, we, we we all said that, and then I've he's got coming that quote back as from, well. Go on, quote as well. Let's go. <laughs> Sorry, uh, it was the same with Matthew for Doherty. I hope to see him like last season, and now he's working and he's struggling. We need to have patience. We need to give time for these players to be really fit. It will be very important for us, but we have Sessegnon, that is a guarantee. Also, Emerson is good. There, there is a new player, Spence. He is a guy who has to work a lot because to go into Tottenham is very different in the Premier League with Tottenham. But in the end, I'm very happy. Uh, I'm, happy because, I'm happy because we finished the pre-season. We want to start the new season. We have important games to get three points. For me... Um... I don't know how you guys feel about it. Maybe it might be because I'm a, a beta, not an alpha. Mm. Uh, but if you were to read a, uh, what do you call it? A, a half year review or a full year review or something about yourself. And they said, T, um, your work's good, but you've been struggling. Oh God, fuck. That's a dagger to my heart. If someone was saying... They were reviewing my work and said I was struggling. I would like that would really hurt me. But then oh, he knows. But, but these, these are these are elite performers. I don't care who they are. They have emotions. Yeah. But they need Someone's... to be elite performers. You put that to the back. They, you get on with it. You I do can't, it. I can't. But that's that's why you're not Premier League footballer, Ricky. Yeah, that, but Flav, you, you got a reason. You had, you had the talent, Ricky. You had the talent. 
But you I had just... the talent. You didn't have the mentality. That was your problem. But, but Flav, you, you got to think that if if you drove your car, and if Lewis Hamilton drove your car, there'd be different results. So That's essentially, so... the manager knows Wait, I drive fast. you need to kick up the ass, and who might need a bit of an arm around the shoulder. So I believe he probably did that, knowing that it will g these players up. Because there's some players who he doesn't really go after, even if they're a little bit below par. Um, he's never been, for example, he's not savage. I mean, Joe Roden's just gone out to run, but he's never been brutal about his performances, even though they were fairly bad. And even if Romero, I mean, he's said some comments about him, like you need to have, um, is it a cold heart or a hot head or hot head? Whatever the fuck, man. I've, I've, got, I've got it all mixed up. Okay, was it a cold head and a hot heart? Was it yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's, that's what he said. So he says these things, knowing the players well enough now, he's had enough time with them to know what makes them tick. So it's not, it's not one of those where he's caning all 23 players in our squad, whatever much it is. He's, he sends these messages out knowing them well enough psychologically. I hope so anyway. If I'm wrong, then I've got to go with Ricky. You would hope he's saying this in the knowledge that this will G them up. I, don't... I, just, had, I just had a little giggle then because I just had a flashback to uh, when you mentioned Romero clearing that Roma player out. <laughs> I love him so much. He's a maniac. <laughs> I mean, he's also top draw. Like he's quality, and and I, I I think that we can think about Romero in the same way that we think about Alderweireld, Alder, Vertonghen, Ledley King, um, and play and and, and other like Gary Mabbott. You know, Mike England. Yeah, <laughs> and Mike England as well. Um, that the, he's that level. He's that level. Like Dyer is, Dyer is, Dyer should be in our team because of who he is and his mentality and 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 how he handles himself and the fact that under Jose Mourinho and Conte he's been very good. I think. I, I think very good is a way to describe. But Eric Dyer is in the best form since he joined the club. Um, but but he's not Romero and he's not Alderweireld and he's not. Ledley King is not Vertonghen. Romero is something else. He's like, and if he stays with us and we win trophies, he'll probably he could he has the potential to be top of the tree. But you can't remove the way he plays from what goes on in his head. He gets into and goes through players because all he wants to do is win that ball. And we've seen multiple times last season where he's won the ball and we broke away and created really dangerous opportunities and often. It, when he's really committed, sort of score goals. There's been other times against Manchester United where he got done by. I mean, f- do you remember we lost three two, and yeah. Fred did a little flick, and Ronaldo was flicking around him, and it didn't work for him. But by and large, I was eighty percent of the time he's going to do the right thing and, and achieve. And but he is a, a he is a walking record. But you just have to it, accept it. You have to accept it. There was it. a there was a comment I saw in an article. I don't know if it's the same one that you picked up, Flav. That um, yeah. I think it was two yellows off getting a suspension and he never got booked again for the entire season. So Conte he's sends his mess- or, he, or he knows what he's doing. Yeah, but Conte sends his messages out knowing that, you know what, I'm giving you, you know, you, you've got your dog in the lead, you're giving him enough lead to, you know, what, for what they can cope with. And I feel that Conte knows the other personalities within the squad. Because for example, he was never ever hard on Cessignon. And Cessignon is someone who, I can't say he's weak mentally because he's an elite football, he's an elite athlete, and I can't say that bad. But someone like Cessna, if, if Conte said, oh, he's been poor, it would probably break him. So he's always been very effusive in his praise for Cessna. So I feel that Conte psychologically knows the players now 
and their messages are ones that he knows that they will take on board and build. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we had a question. We, we're, we're answering the question sections early because uh, it's just pertinent to what we're talking about. But Dan Stain Spurs, he says, uh, we yet to see Romero play against the scum under Conte. How much are you looking forward to this, Rick? Uh, just like you just said to hark back to he's a walking red card. I just like, you just know he's going to be like a bull seeing those red shirts and just go fucking flying through him. But then what T just said as well, um, about he had like two yellow cards until the rest of the season and, and he didn't pick one up. So he does have it. He does have it in him, but there is that, that uh, rush of blood to the head that um, does worry me. And I, I do like there's been a couple Don't worry, of um, Rick. Don't worry one on one battles he's had with people. Um and he's just completely either out muscled them, beat them to every ball, um, and then they just don't want to know. And uh, I'm looking forward to to him doing that um against a, a few a few bods and, and a few uh, it's gonna be interesting him against uh players like Haaland and then obviously for, for the um the Guna game against Gabriel. Um but yeah, do you, it's. Um, and Jesus is up for being snapped. Don't think. I he's think what uh, one kick, one break nope. to the back of his calf, and he he won't be going anywhere. It, it's all very pretty, and they've bought sort of tiny little footballers who are technically good, and that's all well and good. It really is. That's what Guardiola would have done at Man City, but they're not Man City, and he's not Guardiola. Hey, Flav, do you remember um, the story of when Tyson fought two old bigs, right? And I think Tyrell Biggs was crying during the fight because of all the body shots that Tyson has thrown at him. That's going to be Jesus when, just to get a little rakes in the ankles, like when the referee's not looking. That's going to be Jesus, man. And um, I know Ricky's lifting a little Coldplay reference, a little Russell Blood to the Head. I see you, Ricky. But um, <laughs> I feel that um, Romero against Arsenal would be like Charlie Nicholas and Graham Roberts. They're going to reenact that, that iconic <laughs> image. Get in the oh, fucking yes. stands. Yes. Get in the stands. You don't belong on this pitch. You're fucking in the stands. I need to catch it down. I can say it now. <laughs> Saka getting fucking flung up in the air. One tackle and he's bouncing. He's 10 feet in the air. Comes down. There you go. Back. Love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, Con- another like, interesting uh, week for Conte in these press conferences. Uh, talking about his future, he told uh, Football London, Alistair Gold, that he expects zero problems in continuing as Spurs boss for the long term if the club continues on its current path and he wants Harry Kane to join him. He also said, for sure, we want to continue to improve, to, to, to improve, to build something important for this club. If the idea continues to be in this way, there will be zero problems to continue my life in Tottenham because I stay well and I like this group of players and I have a good relationship with Paratici and Daniel Levy. Fucking music to our ears. You know, you know what's great? The greatest thing about that comment is it puts pressure on Daniel Levy specifically. Paratici as well, but puts pressure on Daniel Levy to keep him happy. He's, he's saying, fundamentally, you remember during the first six months of his tenure at Tottenham, he was talking about, it was, it was completely non-committal. Like well, all of us were worried about whether or not he would even stay for next season, let alone let alone go into the, the the seasons that follow, and we've done enough this summer. Clearly, placated him in in what we wanted to do in the transfer window, 
for him to now say, I want to be here for years. And do you know, do you know what it is, Rick? I, I wonder what you think about this, is that sometimes it takes the perfect situation for someone to settle down. It could be a bloke. I'm sure you're a bit like this, Rick. You're just flinging your dick around. Just whatever, whatever's going on, I'll put it in that. That's fine. That's what's that? What's that down there? Is that? Yeah, right. I'll put it in that as well. But eventually someone comes along and you think, oh, what the, I'm sick of putting it in that. I want to put it in the same thing forever. <laughs> um, so, oh, fuck, I don't know why I do, do so say these things what i'm saying is is that maybe tottenham and and conte and i should say when i say put it in that i wasn't talking about women i was talking about any any anything rick yeah (laughs) anybody and everything um but yeah you know maybe this is the the perfect storm for tottenham and conte and you know while he's not on a long-term contract he said himself that contracts aren't uh, significant to him but the situation is significant to him and he you know if, if things are correct then he will stay it doesn't mean anything if he doesn't have you know a four-year contract Guardiola is on a rolling contract to Man City that's how big clubs do things if you serve the manager in, in a way that that we are serving Conte what, what, what did you make of those comments Rick? disappointing really hated it disgusting <laughs> <laughs> obviously um it was great to hear. And the thing is as well, like, I'm sure there are loads of different things where Conte will go into a club and he'll be measuring on how much control he has. I mean, you hear from the players um, about the detail in training, about um, dietary, about everything, really. From the, there's There's been lots written about from when he first came into the the corridors of uh, Hotspur Way and what he's been doing and how he's been changing things. And, yeah, there is the the obvious of, okay, we've got to our first summer with Conte and he says he wants, um, I don't know, he was saying like six or seven players or something and he wants them in at the beginning of pre-season so he can work with his players on their fitness and um, what how we're going to be playing um, the upcoming season. And, you know, he's got... He's, well, we've, we've signed six players and they all came very quickly, so he's had a lot of time to work with them. But I'm sure it's not just that. that that's not thing, oh, right, I'll tick that off. Yeah, that's it, definitely signed forever now. I reckon he's he's changed a lot of things around Tottenham and it's about how much resistance that you have about the way you want to do things, the way you want to conduct yourself and your players want to conduct themselves and all these different things. And I just think it's kind of been like, you know, here's the keys. Here's the keys to the house. You you use it as, as however you want. There are no rules. You make the rules. And I think he's just kind of like, just got on and done what he's what he's wanted to do. There, there are still some kind of um, quotes or noises that I'm just a bit like the so for the Spence deal, and he was saying you know it, it, it was a it was a club signing, um, and it wasn't his actual signing, but he did give the green light for it. Um, that there are still a couple of um, I don't know whether it's um, 
kind of misinterpretation or um, if he says these things because he wants the press to spin it this way or, or whatever it might be. But um, I think like when he was at Chelsea and other, uh, and, uh, and other clubs as well, he's had a lot of pressure and, and I do think he has a lot of, you know, he, people feel like they have to try and control him and put like, like uh, almost a leash around him because he, he is that temperamental. But I think this time at Tottenham, he has just been given uh, the run of the mill. And I think he's realising that he's actually like, do you know what? This this is actually fucking great round right, The players that right, he's got. Right, it's all right. No, I, I, can, I, can wear, I can wear my trainers in the ass and put them on the table. No one's going to fucking tell me, Jack. Yeah. Well, I was, was going to ask you, Rick, like an important question, but if, if he bummed your mum, would you be all right for that? Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Really? So fill if it's your boots. Stu- I'd say fill your boots. Fill your boots with my mum's bum. Yeah, 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 exactly. Brilliant. <laughs> Fantastic. Felonius. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got a question here from Steve Bunyan. He says, let's have your top seven predictions in order. Let's all do this oh together, boys. God. Let's do it, do okay, it together. Yeah. So seventh. I'm thinking Newcastle seventh. Yeah, yeah. Newcastle seventh. Yeah, go on um, Yeah, I don't think West Ham will be as good as they were last season. They're not spent, so I think no. Newcastle will take that place. I don't no, know. New... West Ham seventh. I don't know. Well, Newcastle, Newcastle have bought uh, Botman, defender on the on left hand side, and he is fucking he's quality. But in West Ham, that, get... Skamaka is that is that how you yeah. pronounce it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They, I mean, they've bought him, but. Um... So what, another, what are you saying? But West Ham or, or uh, Newcastle? They're, they're, they're after um, who's the other kid? The uh, class. Oh, fuck! I've got the, the, we were linked oh, with Kostic. Kost, Kostic, left wing back, yes. Frank quality, guy. Yeah, 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 quality yeah. as well. He, yeah. he is quality, is quality. But will they be able to do enough? We, so, so we, we could say that we, we say West Ham seventh over Newcastle. Uh, I think Newcastle seventh with them. I think they're looking at Madison and. I'm not confident that we can outbid Newcastle, but we've got Champions League football. So if we put in a reasonable bid, whether well, it's got to be 50 now, because I think they've got a, they've got a 45 million bid rejected. But um, yeah, I think Newcastle seventh is in a bad shout. Does that give them Conference League? Yeah, yeah. All right, well, let's, Newcastle let's, seventh. Let's agree with Newcastle, and then we get to yep. um, top six. So who's going to finish sixth, Rick? West Ham. West Ham. We just said yeah. that. So what? What? So so who? So if Newcastle are finished seventh and West Ham are finishing sixth, who out of the top six are not going to fi- going to finish eighth? Shit, Man United. Too many good teams. No, no. The no. realization. It's not yeah, West Ham. Yeah. It's not. It ain't West Ham. But we could. West Ham or Newcastle are seventh, but the top six are going to comprise of of you know Liverpool, Spurs, Arsenal, Chelsea, Man United, and. No, There's too many good teams. Okay, so, so let, can, if you if you can accept the fact that the top six will be what it was last year, out of those big teams, who are going to finish sixth? Is it Man United? Is it Arsenal? Is it Chelsea? If it isn't Spurs, obviously, then it's got to be one of them. I think Arsenal probably they're in a position where they're not going to finish. They're not going to be the the worst out of the top six. I think it's Chelsea. I I, I do. I yeah. Kind of I, I, they're I, a long yeah, way. I, I, sounds a bit weird. It yeah. sounds a bit odd, but they're they're a long way off where they need to be, given the fact that 
the squad isn't complete. They don't have time to be everything they need to be in order to finish in the top four if they start the season without every, their, their entire squad. Their squad's mad. It's so top-heavy. They, they signed one defender in, Koulibaly, who has been in Italy, and you know you understand that he's a good player and people want him, but they, you know, he's, he's 31. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, There's rumours as well. Barca want to take more of their defenders. Well, as, as Pelicueta's apparently going to Barca. Oh, yeah, he's gone Bar- already. I'm surprised at that. I don't know if Barca are doing it, to be honest. Like, it's fucking mental over there. All right, let's 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 agree Chelsea. And then yeah, you've got sixth. sixth. Is it Arsenal or is it is it um, Man, U. Man United who finished fifth? I'm going to say Man U fifth. <clears throat> yeah, I'll go with that. I'll say Man United fourth just because it is an Arsenal, but I think deep down I feel like Arsenal probably will squeeze in fourth. Against ahead of, I, I agree with you there, Flav. I mean, I don't want to give Arsenal any praise. And to be fair, um, they were on a, they were on course to get fourth without Europe, and Arteta made very bad decisions in that January window. I think he loaned out Maitland Niles and a couple of other and Saliba and whatnot. Not even in the January window. So before we're still yeah. got the same manager making bad decisions. Remember, so I put Arsenal re- fifth. I put, put Arsenal fifth. I put Arsenal fifth and Man United fourth, and and yeah. the re- reason I do that is because Arteta had an entire season last year with one game a week, pretty much one game a yeah. week. We, you know how how much of an advantage that is to have one game a week. It's mad. It's it's like if you could just play one game a week, like there, there'd be an argument, and and it, it's difficult to to make the argument because managers like Conte won't stand. For, being a manager of a football club that finishes eighth. But if you finish eighth and you are the size of Tottenham or Arsenal or Chelsea and you only have to play one game a week, your chances of finishing having a really good domestic season has dramatically improved. Arsenal have Europa football, Europa League football. And as much as it's been derided in the past, it, it, we've seen that it's a, a difficult competition to win. So Arsenal will all have to deal with that. And the club... club um, Cup, uh, cup games, and also you can you can I can just hear Arteta's weird little robotic whining voice. You know, if you think they bottled a fucking North London derby in the middle of a season, but they were only playing one game a week because they had one case of COVID and they fucked up by loaning loads of players out and got injuries and stuff. What are they going to do when they actually have to do what other big teams have done, which is actually cope with European football? So and they got knocked out of Europe. They got knocked out of both cups early as well. On on top of all that, so yeah, this you know, is... I think I think they might finish fifth because um, they don't deal with adversity very well. I mean, you know, you talked about they spent all this excess money. They've got all these lovely kits, so maybe that'll make up the shortfall of um, all this transfer excessive spending that they've been doing. But I feel that them being in Europe and they probably may go deep in the cups in last year. They've, we'll see how good their squad is because Conte was... I think Chelsea were in Europe and Conte took over Chelsea and they won the league. Indeed. And you've got to be expecting if you, for any of the big six to not be in Europe, they have to, at the absolute minimum, be in getting top four. And he couldn't even do that. Same manager. So, so top three, Man City, Liverpool or Tottenham, which is mad to say that we're going to a season... 
And it's not like Pochettino where we shocked the, the Premier League and we shocked British football by being brilliant. This is an expectation. It's a weird position to be in where you're comfortable, Rick, as a Spurs fan going into a game, into a season thinking, yeah, we could do something. So how, how significantly can we do something this year? Well, it's, uh, I mean, in my heart of hearts, you know, when you think with your heart and your head, I think we will probably finish third. But the gap between first, second and third will be a hell of a lot closer. And then the gulf between uh, third and fourth will be massive. Um, and I think that the first, second, third will be fairly close all the way into the end. And then it will just be like a, a point between the first and second thing and then a couple of points between uh, first and third. It feels weird for me to be like, yeah, definitely going to win the league. We'll, we'll yeah, be so kind of... Um, that Conclusive. Fi- yeah, and fi- final about saying it. And... Yeah, we went close a couple of seasons back. But again, I'm still not used to saying that I think we're going to be title challengers. But again, like T said earlier, that it's a weird season. And again, I you, you just don't know how um, Liverpool are going to cope without Mane and how well uh, uh, Nunes is going to adapt to Premier League life. You don't know, uh, again, uh, like with, Chelsea, uh, with uh, City... And, and Haaland and how well he's going to adapt to uh, Premier League life. I, I know I've said this fucking example loads of times, but Chelsea, when they signed Werner, and they, we all thought that Chelsea are going to romp the league, nothing happened. The same with uh, Lukaku. But it's just an example of just because you have a, a missing piece and then you buy that from, from somewhere else, you think, oh, automatically going to win the league because you, you've signed that person for X amount of money. It doesn't always work like that. So those two teams could not struggle, but not hit the heights that you expect them. And then another team like Tottenham might outperform what you expect them to. So where are we going to finish, Ricky? Fucking top of the league, mate. Come on! (laughs) Come on! (laughs) Yes! Why not? Why the fuck not? So the, the, the... and it, almost everybody who's listened to this who knows who Rory Jennings is will, um, you know, absolutely hate his guts. But uh, he is a mate of mine. And we were talking on the phone the other day and he said, what you need to realise is you have Antonio Conte. And Antonio Conte did for Chelsea that uh, what no other manager who's come in has done. And which has transformed Chelsea from 10, 10th position to fucking Premier League title winners. And he does not know how to lose. And we haven't had a manager who doesn't know how to lose before. And I'm, I'm kind of I'm hanging my hat on that comment. I really am. So I'm going to say Spurs top. And it what, what a way to win it. If we could do it, what a way to win it against two teams as good as Man City and Liverpool. Bearing in mind, these are two teams that we didn't lose to last year. We beat Manchester City twice, done a double over the, one of the best teams that the Premier League has ever seen because of 
you know, part of that was down to Nuno. You've got to give him credit. We won that game somehow, but we did win it. And we went to Etihad with Conte, with his winner's mentality. And we beat them there. And fucking slapped Liverpool at home, somehow drew to all. But fucking, we could have, we could have won that 5-2. And then went to Anfield and should have won that as well. I think we should be optimistic. Anyway, that's our yeah. top seven. Who gives a fuck who finishes second or third? Liverpool, Man City, couldn't give a fuck. Um, Lee Bowen, he, uh, Lee Brown, sorry, he says, bravado aside, you had to, if you had to put up your uh, something of value at, as stake, where will we achieve this season? So imagine if you had all the money in your bank account, bearing in mind we, we all have families, but you have to do it. You have to put that money down. What would be the best Spurs season or best finish in the Premier League that you'd be willing to put that money against? So bearing in mind, you're going to lose everything that you've built up, everything for your family, but you have to put it on Spurs finishing on a certain league position. If we finish below it, you lose everything. If they get it, you you um, you keep what you've got. Where would you put Spurs? T. Jesus Christ, that's a tough one, actually. Um, what What would you be willing for the to purposes of the, for the purpose of this podcast? I'm going to say third. You wouldn't know. That, 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 it's not about this. It's not about that. Yeah, but it's going to be a shitty podcast if I fucking say fourth, isn't it? No, <laughs> but but I'd be I, mate, I, I'm not sure. I'm put, put fourth either. I, I, I'd I'd say that if I wasn't going to lose everything that I have, realistically, I'd probably say eighth. Or seven? Oh my! No, we're not having that. I'd no, but, listen, but listen, it's, it's not—it's not about what Spurs can do. It's about how much you're willing to gamble. Yeah, and but flat, you, you need to believe in your ability to make money, though. So, yeah, but you're not making anything here. You're—you're you're, you're just getting back what you've—you've you've staked. So you say so, so you, all no, no, the money but... you've put together for your your son in his future, and you're saying, you know, I, I'm going to put all this money in. I have to put all this money in and Spurs have to finish above this position. What is that position? Fifth. Yeah, I mean, that's bold. I mean, if I like to lose everything you had, I, I'm fifth. Don't know, Rick, well, what are you I mean, saying? It's, it's, it's a hypothetical, isn't it? I mean, if, if, if it was actually put in front of me, I probably would be like you and say eighth. But in this hypothetical, I'd be like, imagine you're, I don't see a position below fifth because... Miss- Imagine your missus's face, like face, like why don't you put eighteenth? Because you'd keep your money. <laughs> you could, why is your ego saying fifth? Do you have you, you guys have seen white men can't jump, right? Yeah, of course. Woody Harrison's character is a massive gambler. I'd be like him. I'd be like Woody Ho. What the fuck's his name? Woody Ho in in, in the film. I'm not sure. I know Billy Ho. That's it. Billy Ho in the film, right? I'd be like that shit. I'd be like I'd be like fifth place because um, I believe that you made a point about Rory saying. Conte doesn't like to lose, doesn't know how to lose. And I doesn't feel that I feel that Spurs have um missed that because Pochettino in the Champions League final, I want to talk about this ad nauseum throughout the season to deal with it. But having all the entire squad take a picture before the game and I don't know, if I if we win, I might leave blah, blah, blah. Conte and any of that shit. Conte's like we are here to do a fucking job. It's like burying a dead body. We're here to do a job, man. 
we're gonna fucking do it regardless. And yeah, that's what Conte deep. is. Yeah, I believe that move. Watch be like, oh, but what if we get caught? You know, what if we get caught? Bonus. Conte's like, fuck that. We're here to do a job. Cold blooded. Do your shit. Boot. Spade. Sack of sack to put the body in. Do Lime. that shit. Lime. Dissolve the body. <laughs> exactly. Like Breaking Cold Bad. Cold blooded. Um, fair enough, Rick. Rick, what, 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 what? Where would you pl- place us if you're gonna, if to avoid losing all of your life savings and the the happiness of your kids? Where, where do uh, we finish? What would you? I say? would have done exactly what you said, eighth, seventh, eighth. <laughs> but it doesn't make good podcasting, does it? Exactly. Like... Yeah, but we we love our kids. <laughs> okay, and uh, what else we got? Um, Dolphin, he says, what? would Richardson have to prove early on that would be deserving of him taking the starting spot away from uh, Decky? I don't... Um, he ain't taking it from Decky. He's not it's, taking it from anything. It's any a difficult it's, one. It's not, that's not what his job is. His, his job is... This, what, what, yeah, what, yeah, why is it difficult? Because, um, <clears throat> well, I mean, the ball in Arsenal would just be score goals, um, get assists. Improve, um, Perform. you know, make make Kane and Son look good. I mean, that's essentially any third player's job. Kulisevsky made Sonny and Kane look good while he played for them, and he took his chances when he got them. Um, what we've got to bear in mind is that Kulisevsky is narrowly older than um, Phil Foden, so he's still a child, he's still very young. Richarlison's been in the league for three, four seasons. Richarlison's got experience, so um, there's every chance he could take Kulisevsky's at points throughout the season but it's a long season with the World Cup in the season as well there's going to be a bit of back and forth and it's inevitable it's going to be injuries and um, what does he have to do? I just think um, it's born arts to score goals get assists I mean that's what Kulisevsky did when Kulisevsky first joined we weren't sure and he proved us wrong I don't see him as a replacement for Kulisevsky actually I see him as a as a um... A buffer to Son and Kane. That's what I think Richarlison's job is. Is is that what Kulisevsky is to a degree? Yeah, but but Kulisevsky plays on the right. Richarlison's never. I mean, since his days at Watford and Everton, and for Brazil, he doesn't play on the right. So, if if that's the case, if that's what his role is, it's it's not having to rely on Son and Kane for an entire season. And if all of our um, hopes and dreams are, are tied up in their fitness. You have to have someone in who can play both roles. And Richarlison can play a number nine. He can play the left. He can play a 10. The reason why we spent £50 million on him is because he offers a solution to when Son and Kane need a break. We have, have never had a solution to that that question. And, and and having that as a backup, and by, when I say backup, it's not to say he's not going to play. He's going to play lots. But what he offers by being available and effective when he comes on is a solution to the fact that Kane and Son can't play every minute of a season where we have Champions League football. If we if we if we if we're lined up against Barcelona or Bayern Munich in the group stages and we're playing Southampton three days before, you can think, well, let's play with Charleston in one of the roles, either it be Kane or Son's role. That's what you need to do to win stuff. You need to have a viable backup. And if that costs £50 million to give us that freedom to 
pick and choose when Son and Kane play, then it's £50 million well spent. And that's what a big club does. That's what Man City would do. That's what Liverpool would do. And that's what Tottenham are doing. So, totally agree. Could have said to you on the right. I completely agree in that um, there are times when we feel that we can't drop certain players because of the weaknesses in the squad. And I feel that with this window, we're at a stage where we don't feel as bad for resting players every now and then. Obviously, we're not going to rest um, Kane or Son if we can help it. But I feel that if any of the six signings came into the first 11 before or after a big Champions League game, that they would do a good job. Yeah, indeed. And that's, that's the thing. is It might not be for, before a, a Champions League game. It might be after as well. So, All right, we'll, we'll finish on this. Um, we've got a question from Curran... Chaniera. I feel like such a fucking dick when I'm pronouncing people's names, but there's so many confusing names around. Why, why isn't everyone called Sean phonetic. or You've got Dave? You've got for that shit, man. But why isn't everyone called Sean, Dave, Peter, Darren? I can deal with that. I can say that all day long. But I can't, I can't, I can't. What does Sheeran carry? It? Oh, it's hard. Anyway, uh, would you rather Conte or Kane extend their contract? Who is a better place to build the team around? Fuck, that's a horrible question. Yeah, there was a couple like that. That wasn't even just what it wasn't even just one. It was a couple, so we have to we have to answer it. What what when you say it's horrible, what what what's going through your head, Rick? Well, I love Kane and I want him to stay forever, and I want him to stay at Tottenham and break the Premier League goal scoring record at Tottenham. I want him to win the league at Tottenham. I want him to win trophies at Tottenham. Um, but then on the other hand. You've got like like you've said throughout the pod about how good Conte is, and if you can keep someone like Conte at your club, and we can we can kind of um, answer his questions in the transfers uh, and bringing in the players that he wants and running the club how he wants, and he's happy and he's content and he's motivated. Conte would stay at Tottenham longer than Kane's career would be, I think. Yeah, but saying Conte, I still, then. I, I still, I can't bring myself to say it because even though I, I do feel like Kane is Tottenham through and through, and I know there was that, you know, the, the Man City thing. We all make mistakes. Our eyes get turned. We think the grass is green on the other side. And I didn't forgive him for ages. And I was still quite bitter about that. And, you know, I had 95% love for him, but there was still that 5% that I was still a bit. But now I kind of have seen him in preseason and I feel healed. Do you know what I mean? I feel my love, yeah. my love is whole for Kane again. Um, yeah, but you're not, you're, I'm ready to get hurt. It, so four years, four years of Kane and four years of Conte. As, as good as Kane is, the manager is the be all and end all. You've seen lesser managers than, than Conte do greater things with less of a squad than Spurs have. Oh, I know that, but I can't bring myself to say it. Say it, you little pig. <laughs> no, no way. I'm gonna uh, fucking ask. That's the bloody. Bloody good question. Well, the irony is is that if Conte stays, Kane probably stays. And that's that's where we find ourselves. It's not. 
it's one or the other. Like it, it, as Spurs fans, we're going to have to deal with the fact that Conte and Kane leave at the same time or similar, you know, within a year of each other, or they both stay and build a dynasty at Tottenham. And oh, that's please. what I'm hoping for. That the that lab. that's the dream. Like it can can Daniel Levy find it within his fucking mentality or purse strings or whatever it is that restricts him from being speculative at Spurs? Can he find it so that we can keep Kane and Conte and build the squad around those two and Son? And if he can, and there's no reason why he shouldn't. Then fucking boys, it is on. Did you see that? You know the uh, quotes that you were saying about. Um, did you say the uh, something about Conte and him yep. saying about staying for years? And he said Kane's, um, uh, Kane as well, didn't he? Yeah, exactly. And he w- within that he said something along the lines of, "It's not about a long contract. It's not about money. It's about um, like motivation, really." Um, and it, is this project motivating enough to keep him around? And he was like, yes, at the moment it is. And I think a lot of the kind of um, apprehension he had about when he joined us, I think a lot of that has been answered and, and that he is he is happy the way things are going. So as long as we, um, we kind of Levy, Paratici, Conte, they all know their roles and they all know supposed to do and keep each other kind of happy then who knows how long he can stay but t what do you think there's no reason why it can't just that, like robbie king played one season at every football club and he was one of the hottest properties in europe like went to inter milan he's at wolves Coventry, leeds and then he came to spurs and stayed for the you know the vast majority of his career why can't that be the same at con uh, 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 with Conte, because we we arrive at a situation where there was so much to do before Conte arrived with Pochettino, and you could never, and we should never, sort of downplay the, the impact that Conte had. And I'm not sure that anyone, any of us would anyway. But he managed Spurs for a really difficult period and kept us in in the conversation. But now the stadium's built. There's the image rights for the stadium coming in. The image rights, sorry, the naming rights coming in for um for the, for the new stadium. It's primed for a world class manager to build a legacy at a club, and he's talking about it. He hasn't. It, it wasn't forced out of him. He was saying many years. I'll be here for many years. I I feel like with Conte, he doesn't say stuff for the sake of saying it. He could have said last season that. I'm going to commit to Spurs for years and years. He strikes me as someone who stands on his word. And um, there was, I think it was Alistair Gold that posted the article where Conte says he'll stay for years and years. And someone replied about him walking out on Inter Milan. Well, Internationale, not Inter Milan. And, um, but <clears throat> they'd sold um, Lukaku and, is it Hakimi? Yep. They, they, sold, they sold Lukaku and another big player anyway. Look, and Conte said, fuck this. And um, I feel if we do sell um, Kane and, well, I'm not going to sell Kane and Son in one window, but if we sell two players of that calibre, then Conte will say, fuck this. And I feel that um, Levy has been painted into a corner now where I can understand the economic logic of letting Kane go because he's going to be 30 next year and we're not going to get this much money from him again. I get, I get that, but 
he may risk losing losing Conte by doing it. So I think Conte is probably more valuable because I feel that Conte could win us something without Kane, but I don't think Kane wins anything without Conte because we're not going to get another manager of Conte's calibre at Spurs unless, well, if Poch comes back and he's learned lessons, I don't see us get a manager of that quality without if Conte leaves. No, it's, it's Conte or nothing. Yeah. And, 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 and bearing in mind, this came from a situation where people, when, when Conte signed for Spurs, they were saying, yeah, but he's going to leave at any minute. Like, Daniel Levy won't back him. Dan, Daniel Levy won't back him. He'll leave. I even had, like, we, we went on the overlap and I had Gary Neville saying to me that Conte, he's not going to be backed by Daniel Levy. This is a fucking Premier League footballer saying, or an ex-Premier League footballer saying, yeah, but he won't be backed. Yeah, but he has been fucking backed. Look where we're at. This is a manager who, who, who six months ago, everyone was saying, well, he's going to leave. He doesn't want to be there. Now he's been backed and he's talking about fucking being there for years. People don't like the fact that Conte's at Tottenham. They don't understand it. They can't no. figure it out. They don't, exactly. they, don't, they, don't, they don't get it. But it's a reality that those, they have to understand that, that reality and truth is in front of your face. And Spurs may not have won trophies before. You know, we might be barren in our trophy hunt, but we have a manager who fucking knows how to win. But look at these players. Look at these players who are now gods. Um, Ben Davies signed a new contract and I thought it was crap and I stand by that. But now he's God. Um, Matt Doherty was a player who I wanted gone. He's, He's transformed these players, not by... Just by force of personality. And um, there's other players who we may improve yet more this season. And that's what Pochettino had. Pochettino was the, was the full-back whisperer. Conte could be the wing-back whisperer. And again, Zaniolo, if he does sign, it's not a very popular signing by people who, well, I presume know their shit. But it doesn't they matter. They know because... fuck all. I mean, they don't know anything. Well, we signed, we, we signed oh, Benton Core and Kulisewski. And oh, man, yeah, there was just... no, there's no hype about that. But Conte made it work. And he can make Zaniolo work. He can make anyone work. Yeah, because probably a man who's won fucking Champions League uh, trophies and under, has been entrenched in competitive football for years, decades, might look at a pl- person who, or a player who, who, who he thinks can improve the first team, or at least add some element to the first team. But you've got some geezer on Twitter going, yeah, well, I've played a lot of Champions League, Champions, Champions League football and, I, and I, I understand football and, you know, I, I feel like I, I can, you know, can offer some sort of opinion. Your opinion means fuck all compared to Antonio Conte. If he wants him in, then don't be alarmed if people go, I'm not going to listen to you, I'm going to listen to Conte. Just fucking if whatever Conte Agreed. wants, whatever Conte wants, and if anyone who 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 combats that view, it really doesn't matter what you have to say, because Conte knows more than you could ever dream to know, because he's been there and done that, and there is a reality about if you've played the game, you know the game much more than if you hadn't. That's my opinion. Anyway. Boys, I think we've done a done a good job there. I think that was a good fucking good book. Yeah. Good old bloody podcast, isn't it, Ricky? Thanks, <laughs> It's been good. Yeah. Twelve years in and we're still making good old bloody podcasts. I didn't uh, I didn't mention this either as well, but hang on a second. 
see if I can. What I've been doing, look. You, you see that shoe? What? I've got my mates. I've got my mates. Uh, wedding you... tomorrow. All right, and, you're wearing uh, the shoes in. Wearing the shoes in, so I'm wearing t-shirt, shorts, and I've been wearing wedding shoes all day. My feet are fucking killing now. I'm <laughs> sitting down. <laughs> I, I've my got, feet I've are got... hurting. So I'm getting married in in uh, in about forty days, and I've bought a pair of boots, and I'm terrified of them. I keep putting them on. <laughs> Walking around the house going, I haven't worn these on, worn these in enough at all. They're lovely boots, but they're going to kill me. Um, I go to the gym. Yeah, I wear them to the gym. Uh, Rick, Rick uh, we, I think we need to end on the fact that your daughter broke your finger. Look, hold your finger up to, for, for Patreons. They can watch this on, on you know, we're, we're videoing this, videoing it. We're recording this. And yeah. Ricky's uh, little finger is covered up in blue tape. And it, what, do you need surgery? Uh, yeah, they have to wait until it's not. By the way, it's not blue tape. It's a, an actual like little cast. So it's blue, it's like a blue, yeah. a blue plaster. No, yeah, it it does look like that, but it's actually not. Um, and I just want to say as well, I, I fucking heard John send for me on that podcast as well. Well, last week, yeah, you fucking wanker. As soon as I see you, I'm going to smash you straight in the stomach. Um, <laughs> you going to put it on John Bass. Yeah, I'll fucking put it on him. But I don't care what he's wearing, Stone Island. Probably fucking Jekyll Stone Island as well, mug. Fuck but anyway, um, I, I I did make the mistake, and you did you did say, like, I, I went to A&E at 2 o'clock, and the pod was being recorded four hours later at 6, and you said, you won't be back in four hours' time. And I was like, mate, it's four fucking hours. Of course yeah, I'll no, be back no, in no, time. No. After the first an hour, when I got to A&E, I was queuing outside the door of um, Milton Keynes General. I was like, I may have underestimated this. I did actually get back at 6.30. It wasn't the fact I couldn't do the podcast because I'd broken my finger. It was the fact that I was still in A&E that I couldn't do the podcast. So shut your fucking face, John. I know you're listening. Yeah, yeah. But but, but other than that, your your 10-year-old daughter broke your finger with a ball. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So we were playing. There's a game. I don't know the name of the game, but if you, you're throwing a tennis catch, ball about, catch, and you, catch? Uh, yeah, and you drop and you drop the ball, you then use. You're only allowed to use one hand, and if you drop it again, you've got to stand on one leg, and so on and so forth. But we were playing it with a football, and it's fucking easy to catch a football with both hands. So I started throwing it to my daughters with a bit of spite. And I started throwing it up high in the air so that they would drop it. And I'd be like, hey, if I can get on your one leg and, and all that lot. But then my daughter's picked up from me that I was throwing it with a bit of fucking venom in venom, there. Venom, yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, my, my eldest daughter, who's who's 10, you're quite right there, Fab, that, uh, she threw it to me with a bit of venom. And uh, I just miscaught it and it jarred my finger. And I was like, no, I, you I, didn't I, miscatch I started, it. You didn't miscatch going, it. Uh, venom, her 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 force that she threw the ball at you as a a nearly forty year old man. Are you are forty? Yeah. No, no, I'm forty in December. All right, you're forty you in December. Know that, you prick. Yeah, mate. Come on, mate. We're blokes. Um, <laughs> you your finger was broken by your ten year old daughter. That's right. You are. You're absolutely. Are, are you proud or embarrassed? No, embarrassed. Highly embarrassed. <laughs> highly embarrassed. <laughs> Uh, because even when you like, you're going to see these consultant doctors and stuff like that. They're like, "Oh, how'd you do it?" I was, I was playing ball, and they're like, yeah. "Oh, what, what game are you playing?" Like, ten pounds says it was a basketball. 
Nah, it's a, it's a football. It's a tennis ball. Like, All right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, who threw it? Your mate? Nah, 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 nah. Ten-year-old daughter did. Uh, it's just like you just feel like such a fucking knob. But yeah, it happened. And afterwards, when 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 it happened, I, I did swear quite a lot. Carried on playing, and then because I didn't want to alarm my kids either. And then I looked down and I looked at my finger, and it was like <coughs> bent the other way, swollen, discolored straight away. And I knew that I'd fucking broken it. Yeah, it looked, it looked pretty bad. Um, I don't know. I mean, I I don't think I I don't I don't think there's a ten-year-old out there that could break my finger, but. Uh... You know, this is the life that Ricky leads. Yeah, maybe I'd, maybe it's just uh, my my milk consumption that doesn't make my bones strong enough. Maybe I don't have enough cheese. Maybe I should eat more pizza. Do you maybe know what stop would stop would have stopped that ball? Do you know? Can I tell you the thing that would stop that ball? Um... NordVPN would have stopped that ball. <laughs> <laughs> you can sign up to NordVPN. Uh, by going to the URL is nordvpn.com forward slash the fighting cock and don't get a broken bone ever again. Boys, this has been wonderful. Spurs are going to win the league. I love you, Flonius, and I love you, Ricky. Love you all too. Up the Spurs. Up the fucking Spurs. Podcast Network. Sports Social 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 Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Does your insurance agent treat you like family? 
Insurance Corporation is programmed to build interpersonal relationships with members of family units. We communicate on a four-name basis with all customer numbers. Only a human who knows you can create a plan that's right for you. That's why for more than 80 years, Farm Bureau Financial Services has built relationships first and plans second. It's your future. Let's protect it. Talk to a Farm Bureau agent today or visit fbfs.com slash protect. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.